Hey yo, all aboard and welcome, it's about to be on Grab a couple of cones, cause we about to be gone To the Caribbean, seven days and eight nights Got the crew coming heavy, but we all packing light Yeah, we always be booked, we got our drinks in the sky From New York City to the USBI Is that a full margarita, man? Finish it up Cause we about to run the beer like Forrest Gump Finding pockets on the Lido, she ain't gotta be a 10 Cause we did the things, and we'll do them again Tonight's the white party, but we blacking it out Cause we got the drink pack and we're maxing it out Everybody come on I said sound that horn Cause we gotta get away To where the boat leaves from yeah. All aboard and welcome ladies and gentlemen To the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show Coming to you not quite live From the gay compound Down in Boca Raton I want to thank everybody For joining us as usual Top of the show We'd like to give a little I uh, guess love to the Platforms that we're on Which is Instagram You can check Always Be Booked We do a lot of pictures And make attempt at some humor over there with some memes and things like that what we do on the facebook uh the cruisers always be booked ultra lounge show so let's call it by its real name the uh, after th- i don't know how two years this ultra lounge has been in place i still can't say it right the always be booked cruisers ultra lounge on facebook where that's where the community is that's where the interaction happens and uh you know Sometimes it, uh, you know, it's crazy, uh, crazy how things are just getting in general. Seems like lately people just can't get along no matter what. People just don't like it when you disagree with them. And uh, apparently shutting up and just not responding is not an option. <laughs> so things go back and forth and, uh, you know, that's staying under control for the time being. And hopefully it remains doing it that way. The Always Be Both Cruisers Ultra Lounge on Facebook. If you're hearing this podcast and you like it, it would help us out if you did subscribe. Uh, and maybe, uh, you know, on whatever platform you're on, on iTunes particularly, if you can go on iTunes, the podcast, and do a review, that would be very, very helpful. We also have the emails. The emails have become a lifeblood of the show, as we always say. And uh, if you continue the participation with the emails, it'll be a lot of content to show since a lot of people, I think, really like that section of the show. And by the way, this show, this particular episode, is going to be a little bit of a different format because uh, usually it's the news, a main topic, and then the emails. In this week, this week, it's pretty much the news is Dorian, Hurricane Dorian, and how it affected the cruise lines and the and the Bahamas and things like that, and what they're doing. So the news, let's just call it, you know, all things Hurricane Dorian and all things the cruise lines are doing to, uh, you know, to to help out, which is I think they deserve some credit, and I think each one is trying to help out in their own way. Of course, a lot of the ways kind of, I guess, what would you say, cross over from one another, and. It, there looks like there might be a little bit of kind of one-upsmanship going on, but I, that's the best kind of, that's a good problem. That's the best kind of one-upsmanship there is when, you know, these people are in so much trouble. You know, you would think, I mean, all the all the money that's going to go down there and all the, all the time, effort, and the blood, sweat, and tears that are going to go down there, you got to feel like they're in pretty good hands, right? Uh, that's about it. Um, and then what else do I, oh, YouTube, YouTube's the big one right now. We are about 150, about 150 subscriptions away from hitting that 1000 mark. So if you don't mind, if you haven't done so already, uh, go over to YouTube, hit always be booked and give a little, uh, subscribe there and notification hit the bell if you want to be notified when new videos come out uh, i gotta do more on youtube i do realize that but uh i want to get to that 1000 i don't want to put it because obviously you know you become a youtube partner and then you know you 
you start making a little bit of money off of it. And isn't that the goal? All of us, aren't we all out here trying to spend money and get money and be paid for the uh, hard work, time and effort that we put into things. So hoping once we get that thousand, we'll be off to the races and then we can, you know, do do some pretty good, pretty good stuff on YouTube. Now, what you'll probably say is, well, put some good stuff on YouTube and then we'll subscribe. That is a valid point. All right. So here we go. And then also we have the Patreon. If you don't know, the Patreon is a website that it's uh, www.patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash always be booked. And what's going on over there right now is a little action. And uh, we're doing a marathon. So I am doing a broadcast on Patreon every single day for the month of September. And that's for five days in. This is the sixth day. So We'll do one today, and we'll be on schedule, and what's happening is a lot of people are commenting, so we call them Super Cones over there, and Super Cones, shout out to you guys, and there's a lot of commenting on the regular Facebook uh, Ultra Lounge about what's going on on Patreon, and I have mixed feelings for that because I don't necessarily want to bog you guys down with Patreon stuff because, again, I'll repeat it. I'm a repeater. You guys know that by now, right? This is the main show. This is the big show, and this is, if you don't listen to anything else, listen to this and know, you know, the whole thing with the Patreon, I'm not, I'm not, you're not missing anything. I'm trying to make it so that you're not missing anything if you sign up, if you don't sign up for the Patreon, it's added bonus. You know what I mean? There's stuff on top of cruising. We still talk cruising, but we'll we'll go uh, talk about stuff that's around cruising and things like that. We'll get a little personal. One of my favorite things about the Patreon is, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, what's that word again with museums uh, correlate no it's not correlate <laughs> what's the word curate curate some good music I like DJing in it uh, believe me guys when, when you listen to the Patreon you know those who don't love the music I'm speaking to you through the music I'm speaking to you through the music maybe you're picking that up maybe you're not who knows but my point is is that I did release a marathon episode to the regular broadcast last night. Now, I don't know why I picked this one. It was the most recent one, and I thought it was a good idea. Might be a little controversial. Might ruffle some feathers. Might piss some people off. I think it. That's what sucks about when you when you sit in the middle. You're gonna piss everybody off. You're gonna piss everybody off because you're not left enough for the left. You're not right enough for the right. And yeah, I do get a little political, I guess, on that one. And uh, that's something I'm not gonna really do again uh that's a hard no uh big shout out to scott stevenson he um he seemed to jump all over it and was like oh this is a great discussion to have we should do it maybe you know sometimes maybe start another group that no 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 scott appreciate your sentiment absolute strong hell no i do not want to get into that space you guys can you know you can start a space for that if you want to not in the group that is not what we're here for this is an escape uh speaking of separate satellite groups um i started that always be booked uh abb gym and spa i had to take a break from that guys i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you so i'm not i i was i got some momentum going so i got from 269 down to 256 and i was doing well but i'm not gonna lie to you and this is what sucks they say growing old ain't for punks and the truth is is that i got I, my back was killing me and it was mostly the job but it was also the weights like when i go into the weight room and the gym i i can't really help myself i just i just 
from there, I just want to like lift and kind of like just maintain that, you know, knowing that I could lift the same amount of weights. And I'm by no, you know, by no stretch of bodybuilder or like a, a power lifter. But, you know, I do the same kind of exercises that I had to do all my life. I should probably switch that up because between that and between having to call garbage on the weekends at Crazy Uncle Mike's, uh, I, I need to rest the back a little bit. And that's what I'm finding. I'm, I'm totally functional with it, but there's just like a little bit of a like a pain in that lower back region. And it's just like a little bit of rest is necessary. And I did rest this week and I do definitely already feel better from it. So that's where we're at with that. And, uh, you know, that's why I wasn't in the lounge. But I do have to get back in the game. I have to come up with something else. Uh, I'm hopefully the, doing a little bit of a reset will kind of let me go back in a little hard. What will probably happen is I'll, I'll go back in and I'll do it hard. And I'll get hurt again and I'll have to reset again. And then that's when I'll modify the exercises or whatever I'm doing. But that's pretty much it. So how you guys doing? Who's booked on a cruise? I'd like to hear about it. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Oh, by the way, there's been a request from a few of you who, you know, there's this new podcast out there. I guess it's new. Uh, Behind the Crew Door. And uh, it's a Cruisers Insiders podcast. These two people were crew members, longtime crew members. And I got to give it to them because I did listen to it. Uh, and they are raw. They don't. I mean, F-bombs left and right, so maybe some people will be offended, but it is kind of what, you know, you want to hear. Is it, um, is it for everybody? Maybe not, but it is interesting, and uh, I did listen to it. I gave it a listen, and I reached out to them as per a lot of your requests, a couple of your requests, and I said, would you like to do an interview and be on the show, and they said yes, so Friday, next Friday, a week from today, I am set to have an interview with the folks over at Behind the Crew Door. They're in Orlando, uh, or they're going to be in Orlando. I'm down here in Florida. They said they have their microphones, so hopefully we can get a decent connection uh, being remote, and especially since there's two of them. But I think it'll I think it'll work out. I think it should be good. And uh, yeah, uh, based on what the, the language they use, you know what I mean? When I interview a Sherry from Cruise Tips TV or a Matt from Fantastic, great, great, great interviews. But, you know, there's a line. They, they're, by, the, by the nature of this show, I'm not going to disrespect them and kind of bring them down to my level <laughs> in the show that I do. You guys know what up. But these, these two, they probably take it a little bit further than me. And... Uh, you know, we're going to go there. I'm going to go to the places with them and we're going to get into the down and dirty. She already asked me. She's like, what do you what do you want to talk about? I was like, oh, believe me, we could we could spend all day with the questions I got for you guys. And then she's like, fair enough. Let's do it. And uh, it's not going to be all day. It's going to be, you know, a little while. But, uh, you know, just that was more in terms of subject matter that we're going to talk about and uh, uncover. So it should be fun. Without further ado, Let's get into some of the ways the cruise lines are stepping up and helping the folks over at Grand Bahama. All right, so let's start with Royal Caribbean. Uh, Royal Caribbean, it was said that they were going to give, they were going to pledge, they just said a million dollars off the top. So, uh, you know, you're wondering, is that going to be all they're going to do? Are they just going to give a million dollars to the Bahamas? Are they, usually what happens is that's just like, okay, that was just, just us getting started. That's just to kind of like start the ball rolling. Here's a million. 
let's still talk about other ways and make other plans to help out. So here's where, where they're going with it. And this is from Fox 13 out of, I believe, Tampa. Uh, Royal Caribbean is bringing a ship full of supplies to areas of the Bahamas ravaged by Hurricane Dorian. The cruise line said it will deliver 43,000 bottles of water, 10,000 meals, generators, and other supplies on Thursday to the island. Amazing. So that was yesterday. James Band Fleet, we joke a lot about that, about there being a position chief meteorologist, but he uh, tweeted some pictures, and what he's showing is a really, really impressive array of packaged meals ready to be delivered to the residents of the Grand Bahamas. And uh, he said, Cooks and Crews, everybody's in on this. Cooks and Crews were up all, all night preparing 10,000 meals, um, chicken, rice, fresh food, fruit, and uh, they're going to be doing the same thing again tomorrow. So uh, the, this move comes days after the company pledged $1 million towards hurricane relief efforts. The Royal, uh, Royal Caribbean said they were mobilizing their fleet to deliver essential items in partnership with the Bohemian government and the Bahamas Feeding Network. So that's the thing, too. Like what I said, I guess, the other day, I think it was on the Patreon, but I was saying, like, you have to be careful with the donations because everybody, their heart is in the right place. But timing, place... And the, the, the when, the why, and the what are very, very important when you want to give donations because you could otherwise be spinning your wheels. If you're not listening to what the demands are, not demands, this is not a hostage, hostage situation. If, uh, if you're listening to what the requests are and what they're asking for, it's important to do that because you can show up with a bunch of stuff that they can't use. You can show up there, like for instance, people are trying to show up with boats just on their own with gallons of water. And for one water wasn't the main priority at that point i guess because bang for your buck if you're trying to carry a bunch of water it's a lot of weight and the people that were there were not prepared to handle and distribute and move the water it sounds ridiculous to me that you know they anybody would turn away water but having something to do with just the transportation and the processing and moving of the water was was saying that water wasn't you know bottled water or whatever it was wasn't the highest level on the priority and the other thing is with the boats you, you're kind of screwed because there's nowhere to leave your boat so like people with boats going there they'd be turning back because the marinas are all underwater so it's very very important you know when you want to do something good for people which is totally uh you know commendable you do want to take a step back and listen to what their requests are so um i feel like that's important um it's just the first step in what the cruise line says will be their ongoing efforts to help the bahamas we are just getting started royal caribbean tweeted that was my dj catchphrase for Still is, I guess. I just one of the first things I say when I pick up the microphone, I do a little diatribe. How you doing? And then I just go, "We are just getting started." To kind of a, who cares? We're not talking about you and your D. Just kind of sticks out in my head. That and this ain't no steakhouse. Um, Royal Caribbean tweeted also, "We're with you, Bahamas. In the wake of Dorian, we're mobilizing our fleet to help those who need it. In partnership with the Bohemian government and the Bahamas Feeding Network, tomorrow we'll deliver forty-three thousand water bottles, ten thousand meals, generator supplies, and we're just getting started." Um, so Royal Caribbean is doing a great job, and they're doing it with money, and they're also doing it with their action too. So. There was a note delivered to the uh, to the people 
onboard Empress of the Seas, who were on a cruise. So they're not even necessarily having to detour the route, but they have a bunch of supplies. I guess maybe they got them delivered. So I don't know. Let's, let's read this. So if you're on the Empress of the Seas over the last few days, uh, there's a sea day coming up, and this is the note you got. Dear guest, welcome aboard. As you settle in, we wanted to update you on our plans for tomorrow's day at sea. In partnership with the government of the Bahamas and the Bahamas Feeding Network, we are going to stop tomorrow morning and anchor off the coast of Grand Bahama Island in order to deliver much-needed food, water, equipment, and supplies. We loaded 10,000 meals, 10,000 bottles of water, as well as medical supplies, generators, and other necessities. Our time at anchor will not impact our arrival into Nassau on Friday, and we we greatly appreciate your understanding. Our efforts tomorrow are part of an overall $1 million disaster relief effort to help the Bahamas, which has been part of our family for nearly five decades. To make sure our donations go where they can, where they can do the most good, we are collaborating with the Bohemian government and our nonprofit partner, the Pan American Development Foundation, P-A-D-F, if you want to know the acronym on that, and a network of Bohemian charities and organizations, including the Bahamas Feeding Network. Our donation includes matching every dollar of guest and employees donations and the PDF, PADF, so they can help our friends as well. We can't make every bad memory of Dorian go away, but we can start making things better today. If you would like to contribute, please visit. Here we go. Ready? Listen up http colon slash slash w so www basically padf.org slash hurricane dash dorian dash royal let's do that again www.padf.org slash hurricane slash dorian slash royal also we would love if you have the time to write a heartfelt message to our friends in the bahamas on the card we included with this letter please drop off your card at guest services by 10 a.m tomorrow thank you again and welcome aboard sincerely empress of the seas now i love this the only confusion i take out of that is that i thought the one million dollars was off the top and then on top of that, they're going to load up the ship and give supplies. I'm not sure. I'm still not sure. It sounds to me like reading that is that, okay, the $1 million is the overall. And then they're just going to start, you know, taking it down as they deliver supplies. And this these supplies are going to be kind of off the top. And they're going to take that off the $1 million tab. I'm not sure. We'll see. But one other thing that I took away from this is that, you know, oh, please, please. I don't want to hear about anybody being pissed off about this. It's not going to affect your itinerary. And even if it does, if it's a couple of hours, I could see. If you're going to lose a day or half a day, I do understand. You know what I mean? You may want to help the hurricane relief effort, but you may also want to have your vacation. Uh, you know, so I do understand. But if it is just a small kind of, I guess, rerouting and, a, and an hour or two of your time, you know, to, to, to do so much for these people, I hope that there's nobody complaining about this. Another takeaway is what they're saying about the card. You know, this is, sounds cheesy, but, you know, of course, you know, what's most important is the supplies and the money and the products and the meals and everything like that. But they did a good thing here with writing the card, too. You know, I'm sure that if you're under any type of 
circumstance in which you feel like you're alone emotionally getting literature and getting people writing to make sure that you know you're not alone is probably so valuable too that's really commendable that they're doing that so you can write a personal message to the people of the bahamas and uh you know of course like i said i don't want to you know overdo that but you know when you 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 think about it on your birthday (laughs) you look on facebook you got 125 people you haven't talked to for for 10 years all wishing you a happy birthday feels good a little bit if you're in the hospital you get the letters, the cards, this and that. You tell them you don't read them and feel good about it. You don't feel like you're a little loved or at least looked after. I mean, those the, those people in the Bahamas probably that's a that's an interesting take on it. I'm sure. Um, I don't know who else is doing that. I don't know if the other cruise lines are doing that. But kudos to you, Royal Caribbean, because that is a great idea. Our Norwegian cruise line as well is stepping up, and uh, I think what I have in front of me is a little bit of a press release what looks like a press release from norwegian norwegian cruise line holdings ltd commits one million dollars for hurricane relief for the bahamas Uh, the company relaunches hope starts here hurricane relief campaign in partnership with all hands and hearts norwegian cruise line holding vows to match dollar for dollar donations to assist with rebuilding efforts in the bahamas so Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings Ltd, a leading cru- global cruise line company which operates the Norwegian Cruise Line, Oceana Cruises, and Region 7 Seas Cruise brands today announced the launch of Hope Starts Here. The company's hurricane relief campaign in partnership with All Hands and Hearts and uh, pledged a minimum commitment of $1 million towards immediate short-term relief those affected by Hurricane Dorian. So they're given a million. So <clears throat> That's they're saying that's a minimum of one million. Now again, maybe I'll read on and find the answer. I'm not sure if that matching part of it is part of the million, and if the matching goes over the million, they'll make up the difference, or the matching of your donations and whoever else's will be just completely separate and on top of that. Not a hundred percent sure. Um, The company has also vowed to match donations dollar for dollar to assist with rebuilding efforts across Bahamas, including debris cleanup and the removal and the delivery of supplies and temporary shelters. We have a quote here. Our hearts are heavy after witnessing the impact and the devastation caused by Hurricane Dorian across the Bahamas, said Frank Del Rio, president and chief executive officer of Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings LTD. We have been cruising to these islands for over 50 years and remain committed to its wonderful people during this unprecedented event. Through our partnership with All Hands and Hearts, we vow to match all donations collected to support the country's rebuilding efforts. Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings is also coordinating with Bohemian authorities to bring needed provisions to the affected areas as quickly and as humanely as possible. I'm sorry, as quickly as and as humanly, yeah, that I had it right. I thought it was gonna, I thought I did it wrong, and it was gonna be as quickly as humanly possible. But no, it's as quickly and as humanely as possible. On September 15th, Norwegian Breakaway will depart Miami with hurricane relief surprise. So here we go. This is great news. Uh, they're putting the breakaway out there, and this is not as part of a sailing. Let's say it is the 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 ship is being deployed solely for a relief effort here. 
On September 5th, Norwegian Breakaway will depart Miami with hurricane relief supplies donated by Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings and its employees, in addition to items collected by the City of Miami, Baptist Health South Florida, the 305 Gives Back Foundation, and other Miami-based organizations to be delivered to Nassau, Great Harbor Cay, and the company's private island in Great Stirrup Cay, Bahamas. Uh, We have a quote here. We are pleased and humbled to again partner with Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings to bring both immediate and long-term support to those who have so tragically suffered from Hurricane Dorian in the Bahamas, said Eric Dyson, who is the chief executive officer of All Hands and Hearts. Uh, He continues, we partnered after Hurricanes Irma and Maria to help respond to and to rebuild communities in Key West, St. Thomas, Tortola, Puerto Rico, and Dominica. Uh, the result, this resulted in helping literally tens of thousands of people moving forward on their path to recovery. We look forward to continuing this joint impact working with and for the people of the Bahamas. And uh, so that's the end of the quote from Mr. Dyson. Uh, and then we continue on. In 2017, the company launched Hope Starts Here in partnership with All Hands and Hearts following the aftermath of Hurricanes Irma and Maria. The company exceeded its goal of $2.5 million in donations to support immediate relief efforts in impacted areas including Key West, Florida, Puerto Rico, St. Thomas, U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Martin, and Dominica, and Tortola. The islands where the two schools were built, uh, the Tortola in the British Virgin Islands, where two schools were built following the storm. So a lot of these countries, I didn't want to say this, but it, it sounds like, and I think it's great. I have no problems with it. You know, in some of these islands, the millions of dollars go into things to make it better than it ever was even before. And uh, they may be getting more than just recovery dollars. They may Now, you're not going to replace everybody's home of course it goes without saying the tragic lives that were lost and i think um, i keep hearing about 20 which to me is awful but still kind of miraculous considering a direct hit on a on an island like that from a category 5 hurricane uh that shows you know a lot of a lot of grit you know what i mean they they know how to survive there and and you know heart heart goes out to the 20 people whose lives were lost but i believe i was under the impression that it was going to be more than that with the severity of the storm i mean do you do you realize that do you, can you even imagine what you know when you think it's a windy day and the mile the you know it's 30 40 mile an hour winds 50 mile an hour winds it's out of control can you imagine sustained winds of 175 miles per hour can you imagine gusts of 220 miles per hour and then the the storm surge that follows up on that it's like a like a like a one-two punch and uh 20 people tragically lost their lives i really thought it would have been more uh to support if you want to support the hurricane relief efforts in hope starts here uh here with a donation that will be matched by norwegian cruise line holdings ltd you can visit uh ncl hltd.com slash hurricane relief we'll do that again www.nclhltd.com slash hurricane relief and what you put out there norwegian will match okay that's norwegian let's take it over to carnival all right i want to give a shout out here to cruise hive 
Uh, I'm not familiar with who runs that website. I don't know much about it. I'm not going to say anything other than that they they are pretty active. When the news comes out, and they do a pretty good job. It is uh, cruisehive.com. Carnival Cruise Line supports Bahamas after hurricane devastation. Carnival Cruise Line has pledged to support in rebuilding the Bahamas after Hurricane Dorian has caused widespread devastation. After the most powerful hurricane ever to make landfall in the Bahamas and cause widespread devastation, the islands will be supported not just by Carnival Cruise Line, but all Carnival Corporation-owned cruise lines in help with the recovery effort. And we do have a tweet from Carnival Cruise Line here. Together with Carnival PLC, we pledge our support for the Bahamas as they assess the damage from Hurricane Dorian and begin recovery efforts. We are determining how to help the Grand Bahama shipyard and its employees. And once and once ready, our ships will be calling on all of its Bohemian ports. Wow, that's a correct thought there. I forgot all about the fact that one of the largest shipyards is there and they you know repair the ships it's where a lot of them go to dry dock do they build ships there i'm not 100 percent sure probably should know don't know but uh i know the shipyard is there and a lot of them go to dry dock i wonder how they uh made it out of there carnival cruise line is one of the leading operators in the bahamas to ports such as nassau and freeport with the latter being heavily impacted by hurricane dorian on grand bahama island the cruise line has said cruise ships will return to the ports as soon as they are ready to receive guests and remain committed in the future grand bahamas port development project which will help rebuild the island Carnival is also looking at how it can help the important Grand Bahama shipyard and its employees, which is just across the way from there where the cruises usually dock in Freeport. The shipyard is used a lot for Carnival's ship dry docks. Um, Christine Duffy made a statement, and uh, she is the CEO of Carnival Cruise Line, president, whatever you want to call it. Our hearts go out to the Bohemian families at this difficult time. Uh, We have been in close contact with the government officials through the weekend and stand ready to provide humanitarian and economic assistance. Our focus will be on the priorities as established by government and emergency relief officials. See, that goes back to what we were saying. Listen to what those demands are. Just don't make blind contributions. Hurricane Dorian has been pounding the Grand Bahama Island in the Bahamas for around 30 hours after first hitting Abaco Island to the east at a Category 5 at 185-mile-an-hour winds for the hurricane. That strength continued as it moved around 1 mile per hour across Grand Bahama. Have you guys ever heard of that? I've heard of hurricanes slowing down. I've heard of hurricanes, you know, becoming much slower. They usually are. They usually do kind of slow down when they hit land. But going down to one mile an hour and eventually at some points being stationary, to me, I don't remember hearing that uh, ever. The hurricane, which is now downgraded and moving north off Florida, has caused much of the island to be covered in water from the storm surge and heavy rainfall. The international airport in Freeport was completely submerged and many locals had to get to their attics to stay clear of the rising water. That is terrifying you are on an island and then you're in your house and then the water level starts to rise and you have to start just climbing floors in your house and get into the attic and eventually the roof in order to get away from the storm you can't get on the roof you're going to get blown right off your roof so you really don't have much options and when we think about these things and when they happen from from afar and even when we do get hit with the occasional hurricane think about the infrastructure that we're in and what we have and what we're lucky to have around us and you know things like that 
These people don't have that. And I don't think without some real serious mental effort that we can even imagine the terror that must be happening. And imagine you have a family and the whole family's got to just try to just race that high water, that rising water and go into the, the attic and just hope it stops again because you can't go on the roof roof you're going to get blown into the next county um as of writing this there is no word on the damage done in the podcast so this is a little bit of an older piece uh we should hear more from the cruise line in the coming days i think i had a better more updated one here uh from the miami herald i believe okay here's this article from the miami herald south florida-based cruise lines call at the bohemian ports hundreds of times each year this week the largest cruise lines announced that they would initiate and support efforts to provide support in the wake of hurricane dorian awkward sentence there but that's okay carnival cruise lines corporate parent and its chairman on wednesday pledged a total of two million dollars towards hurricane relief efforts in the islands carnival corporation also announced an agreement with the bahamas emergency management agency and medley based tropical shipping to help fund delivery of donated food and supplies collected across south florida to the islands Uh, tropical will ship the supplies in its containers carnival recently said in a release carnivals at head carnival's headquarters in doral uh the corporation charity arm carnival foundation and its mickey and madeline arison family foundation will each donate one million dollars towards the relief effort mickey arison the chairman of carnival corporation is also the principal owner of the miami heat so you got two million coming from carnival i have not and maybe one of you guys have a did not see a ship going to Carnival. So Carnival's coming with the $2 million, but they don't have one of their ships going, uh, I guess. What they're doing is partnering up with a shipping company, and the shipping company is bringing the supplies over. It's very, very heartwarming and exciting to hear all of these things going on. It's, uh, it's great. It really, really is, and, you know, they're all doing their part. It really it makes sense, right? It, this is this is the place that they have a a partnership for so long. They have an investment too, both I guess from a friendship standpoint and an economical standpoint overall. So it's great to see them doing what they're doing. Here is so that's pretty much what the big three are doing. Uh, I believe Disney is stepping up as well. They're not in the big three, but let's uh, look into what Disney's doing. So for Disney, the Walt Disney Company, led by Disney Cruise Line, has committed more than $1 million in cash and in-kind support to help relief and recovery efforts for those in the Bahamas affected by Hurricane Dorian, the company said. Disney also owns a private island in the Bahamas, Castaway Cay, which employs more than 60 bohemians from surrounding islands. The company says they are offering a range of resources for their employees. And then their quote is, We hope our $1 million donation will provide much-needed relief and help our neighbors, colleagues, and those impacted by this devastating storm begin the long process of recovery as they work to put their lives and communities back together uh said disney ceo bob bob Iger in a statement so disney is definitely stepping up as well and what i also wanted to do to round out this segment is just kind of list off a few ways that if you are interested in helping uh aside from the ones we mentioned with carnival and uh, i'm sorry norwegian and royal caribbean 
There are other ways that you could help, and uh, here's how you can do so. All right, so there are other ways to donate, and I want to just basically be very clear about this. If you are going to donate any money, despite the fact what I'm saying to you and the recommendations that I'm putting out here based on what the general searches I'm doing on the internet are, I would say to research that particular charity, that particular cause, whatever they claim to be, and do your own research and make sure that they are you know, on the level of percentage of actually going to your desired location that you want it to be. All right, so you have a place called Water Mission. They plan to send clean drinking water to the islands, and donations for that can be sent to watermission.org. And like I said, that is clean drinking water. World Central Kitchen's Chef Relief Team. Uh, they are going to be making meals in Nassau and then getting them over to Grand Bahama. And that can go to donate.wck.org. Check that out. And uh, that is, again, for meals that are going to be made in Nassau by a bunch of chefs. And they're going to be sent over to the places that it needs to go. Heart to Heart International has already sent a response team, uh, including a mobile medical unit. And they're going to send more uh, donations to the Heart to Heart uh, International team can go to hearttoheart.org. And uh, ideally, they are very uh, good at what they do. And they'll definitely get a lot of, you know, like I said, medical teams and anybody who's hurt or in a bed situation, any med- medical attention people need uh, can be, you know, will be taken care of by them. And you could donate to them. Bahama Red Cross Society. And that is simply BahamasRedCross.org. And you can go backslash donate slash, I don't know, backslash or slash, I don't know which is which. BahamasRedCross.org slash donate slash. So that's that. Obviously, the Red Cross is a very uh, well-known Sorry, I'm not sure the percentage, what goes. Of course, there's probably uh, research you could do to find out how much of it is going, how much is going directly. You have Save the Children, and uh, they are monitoring the situation, and they're definitely going to help, and their nonprofit is collecting donations as well, and that is Save the Children Federation. Wait, where is the? Savethechildren.org. Very simply, savethechildren.org. They have a good reputation. Then you have Four Rivers and the coop they will open on sunday to raise money for the bahamas and i guess this is probably a uh also it's a smokehouse actually four rivers oh okay this is uh out of orlando if i'm not mistaken yes i do know four rivers is a smokehouse barbecue joint and the coop i guess uh restaurants of um I guess, similar ownership. And uh, those are two places you could search online. Uh, Four Rivers, I know, great. I mean, the best reputation for barbecue in Orlando. And the Coop is a little bit more of a foodie-type place, I think, in Winter Park in that area. And uh, you could definitely... um, They were opening, and they were just accepting donations. So you could look into that if you are so inclined. You also have the Salvation Army, and uh, you can donate to them by going to give.helpsalvationarmy.org, 
Once again, give.helpsalvationarmy.org. And uh, again, all of those are accepting donations. And again, please proceed with caution and do the research before you give any money to anybody, including the ones I just mentioned, even the ones I mentioned at the beginning that seem to be completely reputable by the cruise lines. Make sure you do your research and they go. the money is going and the allocations are uh, where, where you think they're going. So that's pretty much it on the hurricane. Again, just to kind of tie the tie the bow together we really hear it always be booked obviously me personally it's the only one, only person it always be booked uh really really the hearts go out to all the victims of everybody who suffered hurricane dorian hopefully your recovery is uh quick and as it's not going to be easy but hopefully it's as easy as humanly possible and uh yeah so that's i guess I, i'm not necessarily i thought about maybe putting something together like a a, a place to donate or to, that's kind of like all right so i'm just kind of jumping on the bandwagon where i would love to i don't know if you guys think that's a good idea but i, I it's just the best thing i could possibly do i think i'm not looking to kind of associate always be booked with some charity that's going to get me more uh, or just create a fund that's you know gonna be for public relations or possibly get me you know more attention i'm not really into doing that for that purpose whatsoever so i think i decided the best way to do it was to just give you guys all the information all the information that the cruise lines are doing and then also give you uh opportunities and avenues through which you can donate as well and that's going to wrap up i guess the hurricane dorian coverage again god bless the bahamas and hopes and prayers and thoughts to a speedy recovery and uh what we'll do right now as said before is get into the email portion of the show all right ladies and gentlemen as we always like to say your emails have become a lifeblood of the show and a big reason a lot of you listen and i can't Thank you guys enough for all the participation you guys bring to the table from an emailing standpoint, and I would like you to keep it coming. And like I said, one of the reasons that this is a no main topic show is the fact that we did have a lot to cover with the hurricane, uh, I guess, recap, but also you guys really did step up with the emails this time around, and uh, there's plenty of emails to go with, and we are going to get started right now. Here we go. Hey, Tommy. Really enjoying the marathon and glad to hear that Dorian was somewhat of a no-show for you. I've heard several references to your truck, but I'm still trying to picture what kind of truck a transplanted New Yorker packs all of his stuff in, drives from one end of the coast to the other, is too big to park in a condo parking lot, and stalls out in a checker handicapped space at 3 in the morning right before the storm of the century. <laughs> when you put it like that, Gary, thanks for the email. He also says, thanks for sharing your outlook on cruising and life in general. Gary, I appreciate the email. It's a great question. It's a, it's a solid question because the way you put it, it's one hell of a dramatic truck, isn't it? Now, my truck is a 2007 Dodge Ram. You know what they say. If you can't dodge it, ram it. But uh, I got this truck in 2016 when I was leaving Johnny Utah's and making the first move to Florida I had made in a very long time. You know, after being at Johnny Utah's for six years, I um, was going to just buy a truck and drive it down there. I hadn't had a driver's license in probably like 11 years. I had no reason for one. Living in New York City in that stint in Pittsburgh, I didn't have to have one. And... Uh, 
I, I didn't, I, I was actually, I actually did have a driver's license. I had an Arizona driver's license. I had to get an Arizona driver's license when I lived there in 2005 because of the fact that I was going to be on the liquor license at the location that we were running. So I had to have a local driver's license. So I got an Arizona driver's license and they don't expire for like 20 years or more, maybe more than that. I don't know what it is. It's a very long time before they expire. I would bring that ID. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to keep this one. So I did that forever, and I didn't need to need to drive in uh, Arizona and in New York and in Pittsburgh. I didn't get a vehicle. I had my buddy there, Joe, and we kind of just used his whenever we needed it. Just so married to the job that I didn't really go too many places. So I had the. A car in Arizona that got ditched when I went back to New York. Didn't need the car in Pittsburgh, but now in 2016, February 2016, I'm leaving New York again to go to Florida to move to Florida on my own in Orlando. Needed a truck, needed a vehicle again, so I decided to go in and get my New York driver's license just as I'm leaving New York and uh, get all my paperwork straightened out and everything and then go and buy a, a car. Now, that was when I was really into country music. I still am heavily into country music, but at that time, I was kind of buying into all things country. I was like, you know, the DJ there at Johnny Utah's and, you know, it, it just was, it was part of the... Um, part of the fabric i just wanted a truck that's just what i wanted and plus you know it's easy it's like you know you transport things and you have a lot of there's a lot of maneuverability the truck has come in very very handy uh over a long time so i bought a 2007 dodge ram with 138,000 miles on it so in 2016 that was a nine-year-old truck with a good amount of mileage on it but it was in such good condition and it really really was and it still kind of is now we're at about 168,000 miles on it now that's a couple of couple of runs back and forth so I drove it down that first time and then I drove it back and then back down and back again and then back down again and that's what all the mileage in between so I have put a lot on this truck and while your point is taken in that it breaks down right before the storm of the century and it doesn't yes the the, the doesn't fit in the apartment complex that's frustrating because it's like a foot too big it's a decent sized truck to me if you saw it on the street it would look like you know it's not one of those low trucks it's got the extended cab and it's pretty big you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna I'll post some pictures for you I, I have put some pictures up before gary uh, I'll put them up again, or I'll send them to you directly to just give you a look of what the truck looks like. It's just by, just, just unfortunate, just to buy a little bit. It doesn't fit. So whatever guidelines they have, and you see trucks that are bigger than mine on the apartment complex, and it's frustrating because then they'll answer is, well, they were grandfathered in. They've been here. This legislation in whatever you know constitution of the uh, apartment complex or the condo complex that they have was revised a couple of years ago and there was new things they're very very strict about what you can have displayed it's very very about the look of the place in general and vehicles can't have signage on them vehicles can't be over and i don't even know what the foot the the actual footage is but i do know mine is over by a foot so that's annoying and then yeah i don't know i'm nervous that this is where it might start to go a little downhill the truck but i've had the thing for you know coming up on four years 
And the thing has taken me all over the country. And the thing has absolutely taken me on some decent commutes. And I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm, I'm kind of playing with house money now as far as what I can expect from this truck. It's still hanging in there good. But uh, that's the story of my truck, Gary. There we go. Hopefully uh, <laughs> other people might want to hear that too. Hey, Tommy. This is Ryan B. from Houston. And I just wanted to say that say thanks for all the recent content i know you catch a lot of flack from some of the abb listeners for being spotty and putting out content but i just want to say us super cones and diehard abb lovers appreciate all content anyway i usually don't post on abb lounge and this is my first email but i've always loved your podcast and appreciate your take on cruising all i know is your style of hijinks and adventures is the And the way you talk about cruising keeps us all coming back for more. Anyway, thanks for all you do. Until next time, boat drinks, Cones. Uh, Ryan, thank you so much for the email. And as far as the flack, I do understand it. But you guys have to understand it as well. This is not a paying job for me. It's becoming that. You know what I mean? And there is some progress with the cruise bookings and with the Patreon. Enough progress to... Give me some decent hope in that this could turn into something. But the idea behind the move down here was to be able to kind of turn this into a full-time income generating and life-sustaining source. Now, when I was spotty, it wasn't because, like I said before, do you think I wanted to be spotty? Do you think I'd rather be running around a three-story restaurant? You know, checking on people's nachos and running up and down rooftops and help, you know, just basically, uh, you know, all the stuff that's associated with the job that I was doing for 60, 70 hours a week in, in the commute in general. Do you think I'd rather not be talking to you guys about cruising? I, I It was a living that I was making and it was doing very, very well with it. Uh, I just didn't love it. So I wanted to try to make the change. But any lapse in content was simply because I just didn't have the time. And I'm sorry if I'm going to do 70 hours a week there and the whole, you know, mild commute and go to the gym and make time for the family and friends that I do have living there. It's going to be very, very difficult for me to put out the content. So, again, it wasn't out of laziness. It wasn't out of anything other than just a very, very strenuous workload and just all things that come with New York City. But here we are, and we're in this experiment at seeing if we can make a transition to make this a full-time income-generating project. And I don't know. I'm hoping it makes. I'm hoping we can make it happen, and we will see. But thanks so much. And even though you're not active in the lounge, Ryan, I do appreciate the email. It's very, very much appreciated. Here we go. Moving on. Good day, Tommy. I'm not going to do the Australian accent. I'm just going to leave it be. It just it does say good day, and I'm assuming this is Australian. How are you going? I'm really glad to hear you're back with us. I have to admit I was pretty pissed when you went on your hiatus. Pissed, okay? But <laughs> were you walking around like kicking things and punching walls and stuff? Damn it, Tommy. The hiatus. But I do understand that life and money go hand in hand. I am not a Patreon subscriber. I would love to be, but hubby hubby is saying that I can't have everything I want. I'll keep trying. He'll give in eventually. (laughs) I like the confidence there. Now, one of the two points I emailed for is to say I absolutely love the podcast. You were my first podcast that is, uh, I'm sorry, 
I absolutely love the podcast. You are my first podcast, that is, and I can't seem to find anything else that holds my attention and makes me laugh nearly every episode. I admit some episodes ask you, you you hate periods, don't you? You do not like periods in your sentences. Uh, All right, so I'm going to do the best I can to make sense of this since it it is a full-on paragraph and about 60 words with no periods. I do see a comma. That helps. Um, I can't seem to find anything else that holds my attention and makes me laugh nearly every episode. I admit some people, I skip only some because they just aren't relevant here in Australia, but if they do become so, I'll know where to go for info. Oh, there's a period. Number two, can DJ Ranch Diddy please make another appearance slash episode? My 16-year-old and myself constantly listen to the episode. It's like that favorite CD I put on after every after I've listened to the week's episode while I walk. And even hubby likes that episode. Hopefully others can get behind me on this one period. The second period, I appreciate. Uh, oh, hey. I definitely stand behind the mantra, always be booked. We are off to Alaska for a princess cruise September 10th and got the 2020 cruise out of Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane's Newport on the Carnival Spirit. Can't wait. Thanks for all your hard work you put in, Jackie. Jackie, thank you so much for the email. It's really humbling to see that, you know, I started this out of a bedroom apartment in Orlando, Florida. And it's reaching to Australia to the point where Jackie, you are considering uh, forcing your husband to allow you to let you donate to the Patreon. (laughs) Um, It really, it really means a lot. I can't even tell you. You'll never know. Can't put into words. But also the DJ Ranch Diddy episode. This is very, very vindicating to me because you might be the one. I did not get much. I didn't get much feedback on the DJ Ranch Diddy episode, and I really do think it's a good mixtape. It's a good country mixtape with beats behind it that I made back in 2014, I think. And uh, Doug even asked me, Doug Parker even asked me, like, when you put that stuff out, do people start yelling at you? No, they don't yell at me, but they're pretty silent about it. But Jackie, it means the world to me that you and your 16-year-old actually, and your husband actually like it and you get some use out of it. I recommend go, everybody go back to the DJ Ranch Diddy episode. Put it on when you're doing your chores around the house. Let it bump throughout the uh, throughout your you know in your, in your in your system as you're driving around back to work, doing some errands and this and that. There's some good music on there, and it's a good hour long mixes country music mixes of me when i was in my djing heyday and uh some people are gonna like it some people just refuse to give into that country music stuff though but um it's cool that you guys got that new port in brisbane and uh uh jackie do yourself one favor when that carnival splendor gets down there get on the carnival splendor it is one of the most amazing ships it is my favorite ship It's a great ship, and you guys are lucky. And I'm also very, very curious, fascinated, you might say, to see what Carnival is going to do as far as the remodeling. And I guess they are going to purpose dry dock it, purpose refurbish it for Australia, for the Australian market. And I don't know what that means. I don't know if they're going to paint 
uh, koalas and, and kangaroos on the walls or whatever that means they're going to do. Maybe it won't be the pink ship anymore, but we'll see what happens. But let me know what you think of the Carnival Splendor once you get on that thing. Jackie, thanks again, and uh, appreciate it. Hopefully everything's going well down in Australia. Now, this is a joint email I'm going to read. It's addressed to me and Doug. Hi there, Tommy and Doug. Well, I was supposed to cruise on the horizon tomorrow, September 1st, so this is a few days ago. Me and my family flew down this morning, Saturday, August 31st, knowing of the possibility of the port closure and was supposed to get an update at 1030. And at the time we had a layover in Charlotte and it was the same update the day before. But who, what is going on with the no periods? Like this is, this is tough. Like you have to realize something. I get it. I don't mean to be a school teacher. But I have to ask you, I'm reading this stuff online. I'm reading this stuff off the cuff and kind of just, you know, freestyling it. If you don't mind, here I go again, you know, asking for emails and telling you to punctuate. If you can do a little proofreading, it'll make the email go a lot smoother and then it'll be a lot easier on the ears of the listeners. So again, I'll do my best with this one continuing. Uh, Saturday, August 31st, knowing of the possibility of the port closure and was supposed to get an update at 1030. And that time we had a layover in Charlotte and it was the same update the day before, but worded different. And 530, we are in Fort Lauderdale, just got done eating at the Cheesecake Factory and we're walking by the river and Guess what? Guess what? Port of Miami will be closed on Sunday, September 1st, but it says it might open Monday or Wednesday. We decided to take advantage of getting the 100% refund and fly home tomorrow. It sucks that it got delayed, but we are going to use that cruise credit to book an eight-day Southern Caribbean on the horizon next spring. I'm not mad at all. If they think it's not safe, then so be it. I understand. I just figure I'd share my story of flying into Florida to have dinner for an evening. Thanks, Boat Drinks Tommy, and I hope you will get that goal of one patreon a day i will listen every day and doug keep up the good work and loyal listener for two years now both of you guys take care and keep them episodes coming thanks for reading this zach zach managed to do the whole thing with no periods <laughs> but zach you get the pass you get a hundred percent pass because you zach are a super cone so you can keep emailing me without periods of punctuation of every kind because you're a super cone i'm going to add that to the benefits list of the super cone hood on the patreon if you sign up for patreon you do not have to use punctuation and i will still read your email so zach that's kind of an interesting story you went to florida you didn't hear any updates even though you were in charlotte on your layover and you weren't sure if you should still continue with the flight you did and then you went and you found out that the cruise was going to be canceled and you took advantage while you were eating dinner at the, at the cheesecake factory you took advantage of the full refund so you basically like a billionaire jet setter flew to florida for dinner and then you ended up going back and you were going to be on a Southern Caribbean uh, cruise on the Carnival Horizon. And man, that is a strong, strong trade off right there, buddy. The Carnival Horizon is a beautiful ship. And again, I get I say I feel like I did mixed messages with the Carnival Horizon. I said six times that it wasn't my favorite cruise, but only because of the type of cruise that I'm looking for. I'm a little bit looking for more of that kind of um, party vibe high energy vibe carnival horizon is one of the greatest cruise ships ever built the, one of the greatest cruise ships at sea and now you're talking about a southern caribbean itinerary you 
are in for a treat, my friend. And it's an eight-dayer. You're going to have a great time, man. I'm very, very proud of you, Zach. I'm happy for you. And uh, and thank you for including me in your email to Doug or vice versa, whatever it is. Happy to be associated with Cruise Radio. Check out cruiseradio.net anywhere you... Uh, any on any computer you can find and listen to that podcast as well it's the best that's out there um all right moving on tommy great podcast you are going to need to make a few modifications to your saint thomas visit royal caribbean ships no longer dock at dock at haven site pier they dock at crown bay which is about three miles to the west this was the result of an agreement in 2017 between crown bay and Royal Caribbean, and will be in place for 10 years. I'm sure you'll turn this lemon into lemonade. Sail on, Mike S. Mike, you are 100% right, and I already know that. How do I know that? Because I've sailed into Crown Bay before, and yes, it's a damper. It is a legitimate damper. It is sour like lemonade, lemons, and yes, I will find a way to make it into lemonade. Uh, yeah, that was the beauty of Haven Sight. I... I, I, I it's, it is annoying. I'm not going to make any bones about it. Havenside is way better for pier running. Havenside is way better for getting off the ship and just walking to wherever. Now you're just going to have to take another step like we did. Now it was rough that last time because the traffic was bad. And making my way over to Badass Coffee kind of put things. Now I was slow getting off the ship. I got up, had breakfast, went to the gym first, had breakfast, and was kind of taking my sweet time. I didn't account for maybe the hour and a half that would be lost in general with the fact that I was at Crown Bay and not Haven Site. And that did screw things up. And that did make it difficult also, Senior Frogs made it difficult because that was our first stop. And I was meeting somebody over there, that a local that actually worked there. And we spent a good, me and the lovely Miss Kay, we spent a good amount of time banging down shots. And one thing Senior Frogs will do a great job of is keep you there longer than you plan on staying. And they were bored as hell, so they were extra working on us. Now, the only cruise ships that were there were a uh, Holland America ship and I think a... Uh, some other ship i think it was like a weirdly enough it was like a cruise ship from um club med a club med cruise ship was there and it was just all just you know let's just let's just call them on the older side like a, maybe the north north of 75 80 and uh which is nothing wrong with that but at the same time they're not necessarily you know they're at senior frogs and if you know anything about senior frogs they're not uh their specialty is not eclectic fine dining and uh, they like to throw the party. And then, yeah, they have some food laying around for you to soak up the alcohol. But it's mostly for you guys, to for, for us, to just kind of have fun. And, you know, the, the the people that were there, the clientele that were there, were just demanding, you know, this next level food experience. And they weren't getting it. And the, the servers there and the people that I knew there were kind of gravitating towards us because we were all about the shots. So with that... With the fact that it did downpour and with the fact that we were not at Haven site, we were at Crown Bay, we got started on our mountaintop bar crawl a little bit later and it was a little more difficult translating to a little bit more expensive to find that open air safari that would take us on the tour we wanted to go on. With a couple of extra dollars and with uh, enough patience, we did find somebody, but it was an issue and 
Mike, you're right. That's an issue. It's a pain in the ass, but we will figure out a way to make it happen. I will get on that, actually, sooner than later, logistically, finding a way to make it so that I can get to Badass Coffee and then get to a decent bar that will serve us some shots to pregame for ultimate ascension into the mountains of St. Thomas in the U.S. Virgin Islands to the mountaintop and the mountaintop gift shops that will make for one of the greatest days of our lives when we go. Mike, you in? Come on, man. Let's get on. Uh, Tommy, as a West Coast dude and beer snob, I thought I'd respond to your question about West Coast IPAs. Oh, wow. Nice. Okay. Hold on. Let me settle in for this one. Here's a quick history. The British made the first IPA when they figured out that having high hop levels in beer not only created a beer with higher alcohol content, but would also slow the process of spoiling, allowing British sailors to sail with their beer to the colony in India and not have to worry about it going bad, which means that IPAs were created for people who love to sail. Okay. That's great news. And that also answers another question. So the British were going to India, and that's why they called an Indian pale ale. It wasn't made by India. It was by the British going to India. Great information. All right. The West Coast IPA was started in the early 1970s by Fritz Maytag. Damn, this is a... Sorry if the AC kicks on and you hear it. I am in South Florida in September. Uh, I was trying to time it to where the AC wasn't on, but it did kick on, and I'm going to also have Miss K in the other room. Can't, uh, I can't sweat her out. The West Coast IPA started in the early 1970s by Fritz Maytag, a Stanford graduate and owner of Anchor Brewing Company. He used the Cascade Hop grown in Oregon to create the Liberty Ale, which many believe is the first West Coast IPA. So West Coast IPA refers to American West Coast and not the West Coast of India. That's a direct question I ask, and I appreciate the answer. The West Coast IPAs are known for being very hoppy, bitter, having tropical and citrus flavor, and an alcohol content of 6 to 8%. For anyone who says that 15 drinks isn't enough on the Carnival Cheers package, I challenge them to drink 15 parched pig IPAs and share the results on Always Be Booked podcast. Hope this helps. Tommy, cheers. Jason, Captain Brownbeard. Captain Brownbeard, Jason, regular contributor to the show and a friend of the show, no doubt. And I appreciate that information. Now, the only thing I'll say is 15 drinks is not enough sometimes for the carnival drinking pack, for the for carnival beverage package. Now, you don't, some people don't want to just drink beer all day. 15 IPAs, it's not that. You can't drink them because of the alcohol content in them. It's sometimes you can't drink them because just beer in general will start to fill up on you. And yes, I guarantee you some people are going to have no problem from the start of the day. If they're going to do some day drinking, seven early, seven late, and one at the casino, yes, they'll still want more beer. I guarantee I will. I, I'm not going to try it because I have no desire to drink 15 IPAs in a day because before the real good buzz sit, sits in well no the real good buzz sits in right away but before the flat out drunkenness sets in i find that the hangover headache sets in you know what i'm saying so it's for that reason why you can't drink the ipas because i just don't think i haven't had any luck or success really 
pounding IPAs. Now I could pound Miller Lights and then inter, you know, interrupt that process with the occasional shot of Jim Beam. That happens all the time. And you could have no problem drinking 15, 20, you know, Miller Lights. And I agree with you that you can't drink 15, 20 IPAs typically. Now somebody's going to email and respond to this saying yes they can, and that's just a a a seasoned IPA beer drinker. But the average person, I do agree, cannot drink 15 IPAs in a day but more so because of just the wear and tear that all the other contents around the alcohol and the beer will give you and the headache and the hangover that you'll get by like your sixth or seventh one, undoubtedly. That's the way I look at it, but either way, I really did enjoy the Parched Pig. I'm not necessarily the biggest beer nerd or beer snob. I have been getting into it a little bit more, but yes, I really did enjoy the uh, the IPA, the Parched Pig on Carnival, and I think they got. I thought they put that in um, different stores, like land-based locations, right? I think you can get that other places. I'm gonna look into that. Maybe we'll do that on land. We'll try to see what we can do, and we'll film it. How many Parched Pigs can I drink? And we'll do a different type of marathon podcast. We'll just sit there and keep opening up the IPAs. We'll see what happens. That would be interesting, no? Okay, moving on. Hi, Tommy. I wanted to give you my review of my cruise we took on March 30th, 2019 to April 7th, 2019 aboard the Celebrity Summit. I know it was a while back, but better late than never. This was the second sailing out of dry dock, and the ship was beautiful. We stayed in a S1 Sky Suite Cabin, 6132. This cabin had a giant balcony looking forward. We sailed out of San Juan, and the ports we visited were St. Croix, St. Martin, Dominica, Barbados, and Granada with only one sea day. This is, man, this is how you do it. Who is this? Let me see. This is Dennis. What's up, Dennis? How are you? Um, One day I want to cruise like this. One day I want to get one of these nice, beautiful suites, these uh, extravagant itineraries, and do it like, you know, the 1% does it. I'm just kidding. I I don't even know what that means. But I'm just saying, like, I I cruise. I just love to get at sea. So I'm just happy to trade in this over-the-top experience for more cruises in a particular cruise year. Uh, The service on Celebrity is amazing, especially if you are staying in a suite. Suite guests have their own lounge, restaurant, and sun deck where they wait on you hand and feet. One day, we were eating lunch on the sun deck, and it started to drizzle. The waiters actually held umbrellas for us while we ate. Okay, I'm not comfortable with that. <laughs> That's impressive, but I'm not doing that. I'm not. If a human being tries to hold an umbrella over my head while I'm eating... A couple of things are going to happen. I'm going to tell them, no, that's not my style. I can't allow you another grown man to hold an an umbrella for me, an elevator. Definitely can't hold an elevator. And if I do not say anything about that, I'm going to be rushing through my meal to the point where I don't really enjoy it as much. So, yeah, I appreciate the sentiment and appreciate the luxurious kind of touch that they're ready to offer. But no, I'm not going to get the uh, get the guy to hold the umbrella for me. When you have the drink package, half the time they don't even ask you for the Sea Pass card. I've said that. That even trickles down to a couple of the other cruise lines too. Um, it's an older crowd, but they like to have fun. The pockets were non-existent. The food was great. Okay, so not a lot of single single chicks running around looking to party. Okay, 
about the a little about the ports. We didn't do anything in St. Croix, just walked to the beach from the ship. St. Martin, we went to Maho Beach. Dominic, you guys know Maho Beach is the airport beach, and you know, I, I think that's like, I, I did it a couple of times, but if you do it once, that's enough, right? Would you agree with me? I do like the things around it. I like Sunset Bar and Grill. I like the little area near there that you can hang out and kind of walk around and see a little bit of where people kind of do the land vacation stuff in the hotels, but yeah, if you do Maho Beach once, it's enough. It's not the most pristine beach. Uh, Dominica, we took a ship excursion to Tito Gorge and Hot Springs. It was okay, but a bit underwhelming. In Barbados, we went on a Silver Moon sailing to- tour, and it was awesome. Guys, there's nothing I like better than when your cruise uh, debarkation time in a particular port is a couple of hours into the night where you could see the sunset and you could feel the place out when the sun goes down. There's nothing more I like than that. I still want to do an overnight somewhere. Well, I have done an overnight. What am I talking about? Cuba. Um, they limit it to 12 passengers and the booze flows from the minute you step on the boat. They take you to two snorkel spots and then a swimming spot for lunch. I highly recommend it. Uh, we also saw, okay, so that was where Barbados. We also saw Calabaza tours and it looked similar to the silver moon. I would stay away from cool runnings. It looked like they were packed on there like sardines grenada we got off the ship and got a cab to show us the island and it was fun i love that guys i love doing that again i would say you know ports of coal people have a lot of opinions on ports of call and especially nassau the, the 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 beating nassau gets i just don't understand for for many reasons but you know these ports of call there's plenty to do and plenty to be enjoyed. Now, even if you don't really know what you want to do or if there's a protocol that's not necessarily particular famous for a particular thing, like, okay, Grand Cayman, Stingray City, right? Of course, you got to go to Stingray City. Uh, St. Martin, you could say Maho Beach or Orient Beach, things like that. Uh, Jamaica, you have, you know, Dun River Falls. You know, you have a bunch of things. There's certain ports that are just famous. Tortola, the baths. If you have a port that is not particularly famous for a certain thing, do one of those generic island tours. It accomplishes two things. First of all, it, it usually is very, very comfortable. It gives you a little bit of a cultural knowledge. But it also, if it's a three-hour tour, it gives you a working knowledge of what you, what, you, what the city is or what the port is. And it gives you the opportunity to either finish the rest of the day at something that you liked on the tour or fully immerse yourself in it when you come back next time. So that's what he seemed to have done, Dennis seemed to have done <clears throat> when he went to... Uh, Grenada. Uh, I would do the same thing. Here are some tips. Definitely look into Celebrity as a cruise option. We found them to be a bit cheaper than Royal. Wow, that's the case. They're typically not because Celebrity is billed as the elevated luxury experience over Royal. But I guess maybe, you know, who knows? Supply and demand. If it's still cheaper, it's cheaper. If you choose Celebrity, price the suites. They come with the best they come with the Go Best package, cheaper than Royal. If you choose Celebrity, I'm sorry, they come with the Go Best package and maybe only a couple of hundred more than a balcony with the package added on. Also, when you're going to your room, stop and order a beer unopened. The bartender will gladly give you one. After a few trips, you have a nice little mini bar in your room. So you're basically saying stock your room uh, with beer. I ain't mad at that. A cheap way to Maho Beach is the bus. Walk back to the walk to back 
walk to Back Street and stand at a bus stop. It's only two bucks each way and really fun sitting with the regular people going to work who don't care about your tourist dollars. If you sail out of San Juan, give yourself a few days there. We only stayed one night and it was definitely not enough. Our cruise this April, we are staying in San Juan for three nights pre-cruise. I hope this wasn't too long for you. I just wanted to give you a nice short cruise review. Keep up the good work. Stay gold, Coney Boy. Stay gold, Pony Boy. Dennis, did you just end your email with an outsider's reference? That's funny. Stay gold, Coney Pony Boy. Why do I keep saying Coney? <laughs> Sorry. Thinking, I'm homesick. Thinking of Coney Island. Stay gold, Coney Boy. I just freaking did it again. Stay gold, Pony Boy. Why is my mind going to Coney? Uh, that is a reference from The Outsiders. If you haven't seen The Outsiders, definitely watch it today. It's a classic. You um, Tell me. Tell me right now a stronger cast than that. Okay? Let's go through it. You have Matt Dillon. You have Tom Cruise. You have Rob Lowe. You have River Phoenix. You have Ralph Macchio. Who am I forgetting? I know I'm forgetting somebody too. I just can't. I can't remember. And I might have made up River Phoenix because I might have confused it with Stand By Me. Who knows? What do you guys think? Let's do the polls right now. Tommy, oh no, no. Do this in the lounge. I want to see this in the lounge. Let's do a movie smackdown. A movie smackdown right now. You tell me which one is better and why. I want, listen, I want full participation here. Stand By Me versus The Outsiders. Which is the better movie and why? Stand By Me versus The Outsiders. I'm, not, I'm taking this one serious. I want to know what you think in the polls. You tell me what you think. And uh, to those that don't hear this that are in the lounge, we're going to start. I want to start this. I want this to be the controversy. I want this to be a controversial post. I want to see who thinks Stand By Me is better and who thinks uh, uh, Outsiders are better. But, uh, Dennis, this was not too long because it was very, very appropriate. You kept it moving very, very well. There were some areas for me to kind of give my little commentary, and I thought it was perfect. But uh, uh, San Juan, yeah, I, the, the, the pre-cruise thing, that is um, something that I definitely want to do. I would love to spend a night in San Juan. I've been to San Juan. I've been in San Juan as late as 1030 at night, I think, 930, 1030. And uh, we've had a great time there. And uh, my, my thing of San Juan has always been just kind of in and out. I would definitely absolutely love to spend the night in San Juan. All right. Moving on. Where is she now? L.A. actress, country Jersey girl. Are you effing crazy? How are you going to let old-ass Bon Jovi and a Christmas tree get in your way of a unicorn? All women want to change a man. Idiot. (laughs) And this is from my buddy Juan. Juan, you remember from last week, rapped, you know, and give... <clears throat> give Juan beef for balls because he rapped and you guys, none of you guys took on his challenge. Nobody stepped up. Juan asked you guys to call 323 Getaway and try to rap the opening song of the show. All aboard and welcome. It's about to be on. Grab a couple of, co- you know the rest. And uh, nobody took him up on it. 
That was it. So, all right. So, what is, what is Juan saying here? Calling me names here. Name going into name calling now, Juan. Thank you very much, man. L.A. actress and co- so that I mentioned two girls. My last kind of like I guess two serious relationships. We were talking about for some reason my escapades as a single single human. And he says, "Are you effing crazy? Are you gonna no? This is not you misunderstood, Juan. First of all, L.A. that's two separate people. L.A. actress was a girl who I worked with at Calico Jacks in New York City." for a good couple of years and we had a back and forth friend slash bordered on romantic relationships uh back and forth back and forth eventually i found my way out of the friend zone went to a billy joel concert enjoy ourselves that was the beginning of me breaking down the wall and then within a year and a half later we were actually in a relationship and it was cool it was very very passionate it was very very quick and it was over within maybe four months, but we were we were very close for a long time. And you know, she's now back in Astoria because she was in New York. She's a, she's from Massachusetts, an East Coast based girl, came to New York to be an actress, but then spent three years or so in L.A. seeing you know testing the waters over there. She's no longer an actress. She is in Astoria, Queens. And she is with somebody who uh, I don't know who he is. She was she got married. She married some guy, and uh, this guy was a loser. And he literally self-proclaimed actor, but he literally didn't think that he needed to get any side jobs or support anything. And she ended up marrying somebody who she was supporting, pretty much. I think I think that's what it is. Uh, Beatrix I may or may not in her mind listening to this and wondering if I'm getting this story or not right or not Beatrix might be able to weigh in a little bit more on the LA actress uh, but it, it was it was quick it was uh, and then she wanted to go fast you know what I mean so then she was like she was ready to come back to New York and she wanted to move in right away that was just wasn't happening it wasn't about me not liking her at all it was about me not ready to move in with a girl i just wasn't that just wasn't happening so that's where that ended up the other one was imagine she was in a she was in the movie um and you could see her if you guys want to see this girl you could see her she is in the movie uh date night with steve carell she is what they call a funny term featured extra i guess is what she told me and while she's in la i'm dating her i have to go to the movies to watch her and i see her in a booth you know, it's the scene in the in sort of near the beginning of the movie when Steve Carell and Tina Fey are sitting in a restaurant and they're m- making judgments on all the dates around them. Oh, God, guess what's their story? Guess what's their story? And then when they got to her, she was in one. She was one of the dates, and she was vigorously making out with her date. So this is what uh, this is what I'm dealing with. That was one of the times I realized it. I'm not. In, I'm not signing up for this. This is. I gotta watch my girlfriend make out with people on a freaking big screen in a movie theater in New York while she's three thousand miles away. It's not happening. So you can see that movie. You can see. You'll, you'll know who I'm talking about. You'll see her. She's the one. You know, the one. The the couple that is most aggressively into each other and making out. You'll see it in the movie Date Night if you have any interest in seeing who L.A. actress girl is. Country Jersey Jersey girl is a different story. This girl was the the first one was more like a um a, a conquest i was after her because i was trying to get her for so many years i finally did get her and then i was enjoying her but i didn't want to move in that was too fast for me and then it went downhill from there country jersey girl was after i thought that you know what after i didn't like la girl i'm like man i must not like 
to be in a relationship. I must not want to have that for me. And then there's an Eric Church song called um, uh, Guys Like Me. I think it's Guys Like Me is the name of it. It's I went karaoke on it on a couple of cruises. And uh, the last verse kind of got to me. And I kind of associated with her because it says there's a lot of guys like me out there saying they won't ever settle down. There's a lot of guys like me out there telling all our buddies we will never settle down. And then something to the effect of that. There's guys like me out there. Uh, oh, there's a lot of guys like me out there in a lot of little towns telling all our buddies we won't ever settle down. We say that's just the way we are and the way we'll always be. So that's why God sends girls like you for guys like me. And again, again, I'm not, listen, I'm not here to tell you. If anybody here thinks I bill myself as because I chase pockets and I'm a single guy. If you think I bill myself as like some ladies man, no, I'm not, you know, let's just say I'm not, I, I do have a face for podcasting. I'm a slob and I freaking, you know, do most of my work with my personality when I was even doing most of my work. So it's not like I'm trying to sit here and say that I'm some lady killer. So this girl comes up and she's a pretty much a dime. She, she's, she's really pretty. And not only was she really pretty, she had all the makings of that Northeast Italian type mentality, and she could cook, and she was really into me and into country music as a Jersey New Year. So that's where the unicorn term comes in from. And then the thing with Bon Jovi, she, he didn't get my way. I was saying to the point where we went to a Bon Jovi concert, and she didn't give a shit about Bon Jovi. She was turning her back to him. She, she, I was like into it. I was like, man, I'm going to take this girl to Bon Jovi. She's going to go crazy because we're doing Bon Jovi in New Jersey at the Meadowlands Arena. This is like a, a, a bucket list thing. You know what I mean? And, and this is cool. And we're in like on the floor seats, and I'm into it. So, But we get a bunch of drinks in us, and she decides that this is just – she turns her back to him and just kind of has her arms around me. So that moment right there, I was like – Man, this is this is like divine intervention. God is telling me, like, okay, if you can't, if this one doesn't do it, then it's not going to happen. <laughs> so from then on, I I couldn't bring myself to completely let her in, or whatever, make whatever psychological determination you want to make from that. How screwed up I am, but um, the, the it didn't happen, and then she moved on. So the Eric Church song became null and void. It didn't become some happy ending. And uh, yes, she eventually predictably got over that whole thing and moved on. And I guess as I'm looking at the end of your email, Juan, you write idiot with an exclamation point. And maybe that's appropriate. What can I tell you? All right, let's move on uh, from Jason. Now, this is from the uh, Facebook group. And I thought it was an inter interesting question, one that I'm not qualified to answer, but I did do some research on it and I'll pose it. Uh, Tommy, any addresses Doug too in this too? I recently purchased both Royal Caribbean and Carnival Cruise Line stocks. Royal Caribbean stock has taken a big hit recently, while Carnival Cruise Line, not as much. Do you know why this is? If you could address this on your podcast, because other stockholders are probably wondering the same thing. Now, I did look into this, and when I did look into this, I immediately started to develop a migraine headache because I'm not 
I'm not a moron, but I'm not a finance guy per se. Well, maybe I am a moron as per the last email, but uh, I'm not a finance guy. And a lot of this stuff, you know, you ever hear the term, the more you know, the less you know about more and more. When I started researching this, I started finding myself having to look up different things. And basically all I'm going to say is that uh, there was a guidance cut and a guidance is <clears throat> what I found out was that a guidance is, is what a particular company, in this case, Royal Caribbean, predicts about their future earnings. So the, it, it's almost like a forecasting saying, while well, the earnings, I'm sorry, the um, the earnings per share were still pretty on point, the forecasting that Royal Caribbean made about its own future, I guess, revenue, they took a hit on because they assumed, see, they 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 were doing very, very well with Cuba for whatever reason. Everybody's in Cuba. Everybody's doing very, very well. But, you know, different cruise lines have different levels of profitability off whatever entity they enter into. And Cuba was one in particular that Royal Caribbean very much liked for itself. It was doing very, very well. When Cuba got taken away from us, they, the one, uh, what, company comes out with what's called a guidance and there was a guidance cut in royal caribbean's forecasting of what they particularly thought they were going to do and how much they thought revenue was going to hurt now despite being long term still very bullish about their prospects about how they're going to do they put it out there that they thought they were going to be hurt by this whole cuba thing and that reflected in their projections and because of that i guess uh whatever you call them wall street uh you know, people who decide what, how much stocks traders, I guess, decided that Royal Caribbean was overvalued or overpriced and it went down. Now it's going to go back up. Now's probably is the best time to buy. It's going to go back up. Why did not, why did that not happen to Carnival? I don't know. I know Carnival stock was less than Royal Caribbean stock. So maybe it had a less of amount to fall from, or maybe Carnival didn't put out that same guidance because they weren't, I guess, maybe having the same level of profitability with Cuba that Royal Caribbean was, maybe. But bottom line is, it's because of a guidance that Royal Caribbean put out there, and it was a cut within that guidance that was based on them thinking that they were not going to be doing as well because of Cuba no longer being available to them. That's pretty much it, ladies and gentlemen. That's that modified episode, the episode with no main topic, mainly because we were very, very busy with the hurricane stuff and we had a good, good week of emails. But let's keep those emails coming in. Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. The Patreon marathon is still in effect. It's going to be a challenge to get the one in today, but we will do it because of uh, time constraints. DJing over at Blue Martini tonight. If you're in the West Palm Beach area, pop in, say what's up. I will play your request. Uh, <laughs> patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash always be booked it's five dollars it's an extra show a week at least and in this case in this month it is a whole bunch of extra shows it's 30 it's 30 shows in total uh marathon and uh if you're into that type of thing join on instagram Facebook cruises always be book ultra lounge on Facebook. Join the group, uh, rate, review, and most importantly, please share this podcast with someone who likes cruising, someone who likes travel, or just likes podcasting in general. See if it sticks. Thanks, cones. Boat drinks. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away 
I love your big problems You got worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Take one part sand, one part sea And one part shade of a nine-nine tree And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot And I know this is the place for me Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Jimmy Perfectly good island somewhere Well, all right, the boats And don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down Put me down, and when I fall on my stool Put me down, I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine, ten ladies, and pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear that I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the So get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You got worries, you can drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Put me down.